back to another episode of Generally Assembled, your favorite Pennsylvania House Republican podcast. I am Jason Gottesman. And, you know, continuing along the uh, recent history we've had of replacing our uh, good friend Neil Lesher, who has moved on to Greener Pastures, we are continuing with our uh, tour, I guess you could say, of guest <laughs> hosts, a la Jeopardy, when, when Alex Trebek uh, left the show and then subsequently died. Rest in peace. Although I still remember the 2018 debate, Alex. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. well, funny, funny story. Bold is uh, is you know I was I was there at the the Hershey Lodge at, at that time. I was I was uh, there as well. Even though we're not revealing who I am yet, I was there as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's Mike Straub uh, from Speaker Colors Office. He is our, our guest host co-host for the day. And uh, so like I was there at the time. I was working for the state party. So I was in the uh, debate spin room with the Scott Wagner for Governor campaign. Oh wow. And. Um, so, you know, everything gets over, we're packing up our bags, heading out, and I'm walking down to the elevator, and I, uh, I meet another elected official who remained nameless because I didn't clear the story with them beforehand, and the elevator, everybody knew what happened to the debate. You know, there was like this odd feeling, you said you were there, yeah. odd feeling in the room the whole time. Yeah, and Trebek um, just filled all the, like the hour was filled with Trebek, like right. the candidates rarely talked. Well, and but everybody was like, this wasn't really a debate, this, yes. was, this, was, this was bad. So the elevator stops on our on our floor and the door opens and there is Alex Trebek like pale gray ghost like with like this look on his face of just what did I just do flanked by security personnel and me and the elected official who were standing next to each other looked at each other and we both at the same time essentially go we'll get the next one <laughs> oh, oh. Um, yeah but that was that was that was Talked about for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, so uh, Mike, uh, you you work for uh, the speaker, Speaker Color, uh, as his uh, director of communications. So, well, th- thanks for having me, Jason. Yeah. I, I like the way you preface that. This isn't really you know a tryout or a trial run. You're just taking a tour, just seeing who who fits where, seeing what the best mix is in the lineup. Well, look, you know, you're you're the Ro- you're Rob Thompson. This thing, like, what's oh, the right fit? What's the right fit here? Uh, talk about talk <laughs> about uh, a pro move right there in terms of transitions. Uh, but no, we will name a full permanent co-host uh as we we get uh get through the uh the folks who have um stepped up to to fill the large space uh that's not a that's not a fat joke uh left by neil lesher uh in 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 this podcast um you know although the twitter trolls love to make fat jokes they loved it when uh miska would post a picture of neil and i um (laughs) man if it, look, if, if you if you think it's hard being a Republican on Twitter, try being a fat Republican. And I tell you what, uh, my favorite ones are when people post pictures of my neck uh, on Twitter, and then like they'll do something like post like Job of the Hut next to it. I love that. someday I'll find out, guys. someday <laughs> someday I'll find out. Uh, when you have when you have just you know Topper and I talked about this last week. When you've sort of just given up on. You know, trying to be like, well, you know, look, I I really need to maintain myself. I don't think about that anymore. I'm just like, look, this is the, you've heard this. I've said this before in meetings. Uh, this is kind of who I am. Anyway, I know what you mean by that. You know, at some point you come to a realization of what your life is, what is most important to you. And sometimes that leads to different shapes and changes. And that's yeah. a normal that's a normal path for life. But anyhow, yeah. So I work for Speaker Cutler. I used to have to speak for all 110 plus Republican House members when I filled the role that you now currently fill, Jason. Now we only have to speak for one of them, and uh, it's the county I live in, and so that tends to make my world a lot simpler than yours, <laughs> uh, and the world that I used to have to uh, 
live in when I was sitting in the chair that you now sit in. So I, I, in some ways, we have a special bond because we know the challenge of that and the unique pressures of that. And so I'm never envious of the position you are in, and I often respect uh, how you handle it. So let me get that out of the way first. I think you do a fantastic I, job. I appreciate that. Uh, and so keep that in mind when you're thinking about your next full-time co-host. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my job is essentially communications outreach and the voice of the speaker's office. I obviously focus on some things in his district, but a lot of the work we do in Harrisburg is fo focused on the speaker's role and his involvement in statewide issues and making sure his voice and his perspective and the role of that office is respected and, and, and involved in the decision-making and the policy-making, uh, whether it be responsible the governor, whether it be engaging with the governor, whether it be engaging in other kind of stakeholders. So a lot of things focused on making sure that Brian Cutler's voice and his perspective is 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 out there, utilized, and part of the process. And you do a very good job at that. Right, well, so, thanks, Jason. Um, so before we get into uh, the, the weighty matters which we uh, are going to be dealing with this week, man, how about the Phillies? How about them Phils? I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday uh, after the slugfest yeah. of Tuesday night at Citizens Bank Park. 7 nothing route of the Houston Astros. Uh, we're riding high right now. Let's hope that high continues over the next two days. You know, it'd be interesting when this podcast does finally arch, probably be later in the week, if uh, the whole thing is sort of flipped on its head, which we hope it isn't. But, man, feels really good right now as a Phillies fan. Absolutely. I think all Pennsylvanians should really take pride in the scene that they're seeing in Philadelphia. I mean, the did, did you? I just saw this this morning. The Penn State Brandywine campus seismograph, as in things that oh, measure earthquakes. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. It measured two earthquakes last night, so Tuesday night. Uh, one on Harper's home run in the first inning, and then one on Bohm's home run uh, in the subsequent inning. It measured earthquakes. It, they are shaking the planet <laughs> yeah, so respect to those who are showing up and those who have not been able to get tickets for you know making sure that those vibrations of goodness were felt all the way out of the brandywine seismograph it's, I mean, it's fantastic i mean it's uh it, you know several several uh well it's got to be maybe at least two months ago now um i remember watching one of the phillies broadcasts and you know there's been something about this team and i remember john crock going there's something special happening here uh now subsequent to that the Phillies kind of tanked in September a little bit, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. had a rough month, uh, most of it on the road. Um, but I, I think back to that and just, you know, there's you could tell once once Rob Thompson took over and this team started, uh, you know, really to go up, up, up and up, uh, you know, trending upward more and more every month. Something special was happening. There was, was just a special season. Uh, you know, who knows where it's going to go? Who knows if it'll repeat itself? But, man, just everything – going right at the same time. Bryce Harper's bat, uh, Reese Hoskins' bat, Kyle Schwarber's bat, uh, some amazing defensive plays by Nick Castellanos over the last few days. Um, you know, everybody's sort of contributing to this team in one way or another, um, and it's been really fun to watch here over the last several weeks in the playoff push. There's a good, there's a good <laughs> lesson in what this team is doing that pretty much everyone can kind of live by, and, and it's that idea that, like, you got to just don't don't let the, the pressure get to you. Don't let the stress get you down. Focus on your job and stay positive. And nobody embodies that more than like Ranger Suarez. Yeah. I, know, I know we're in that we're in the Tuesday night, obviously, uh, uh, buzz. But everybody is like nothing gets this guy up or down. Nothing phases him. Every time he has to throw the ball over to first base, he looks bored. And it's a yep. fantastic sort of like, hey, focus on the good things in your life today. Focus on what you can accomplish 
what you can do to help those around you and, and your day will turn out pretty good. And that's literally, I mean, that is so obviously simplistic and, and kind of hysterical sort of connection to this Phillies team. But I didn't grow up uh, in, in Pennsylvania. I'll, I'll make that uh, public. And so I wasn't really raised on Phillies baseball. But this team has drawn me in in a way. And so you can call me bandwagon, whatever you want. But there, you don't want to miss this moment. It's, it's fantastic to watch. Yeah, I mean, and I hope the result's different. But they remind me a lot of the 93 Phillies team, which is why I'm I must, you know, somewhat remain skeptical as to whether or not this is going to continue uh, over the, the coming seasons. You hope it will. You hope this team, the team stays together because once a 93 team lost World Series next year, of course, was the strike year. And, uh, and you know, the Phillies went into a very dark time for about 13 years, uh, kind of like we're just coming out of now. Uh, but, you know, when they had that dy- dynastic team in the 2007 to 2011 time frame. But, you know, it's, it's really a team that's been driven by uh, the personalities on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, te- the team pulls together for each other, not necessarily, you know, do, do they have the most talent in all of baseball? You know, probably not. But do they have, I mean, of course, you know, you have Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto and, um, you know, Kyle Schwarber, all of whom are, are super talents. But, you know, you have guys that are there for each other, you know, rather than just like, wow, this is really like a jam-packed powerhouse team that can't lose. It's the next man up mentality that they always talk about. Um, and uh, and never getting down on each other. So, well, we've successfully made it ten minutes without actually talking about anything substantive here. Um, uh, let's talk about a few things. So, um, you know, Tuesday night as uh, I was driving home, uh, I'm I'm sure that's sort of where you found out about it too. But the Supreme Court, after you know, voters and and outside political entities uh, sued over this continued issue of undated mail ballots, uh, used their King ben- King's Bench jurisdiction to take. Uh, this Ball v. Chapman case and ruled that for the 2022 midterm elections that counties cannot count undated or incorrectly dated ballots. Uh, and as the uh, the speaker and the leader requested several weeks ago, those ballots should be segregated and preserved for whatever reason, p- possibly future litigation, perhaps on the federal level uh, or something like that. But, you know, that's that's a huge, uh, as, as the leader and speaker said in their statement, a huge win for the security and integrity of our elections. And as Seth Grove said, uh, I saw in his press release, thank the Supreme Court for, you know, saying what the law is. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part that we always kind of go back to on these subjects is that this, when you read it from those voices, it sounds political, when really it's not. It's, it's, it's amazing that we have to celebrate something like this. If a ballot is incorrectly submitted, it should not count. If you and I go to vote in person, there's pretty um, strict rules about how the bubbles must be filled in to ensure that your vote is counted correctly. Nobody's vilifying you if you fail to do that. They're letting you know right now, if you don't fill in this bubble correctly, your vote likely won't count. If you don't fill out your envelope correctly because you've taken the option to vote by mail in the privacy of your own home or wherever else you feel like you need to accomplish this, if you don't do it correctly, it's not going to count. How is that such a complicated issue? How, how, is, how are those who, who, who recognize that you haven't followed directions the villains? Yeah, it, sh- it, 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 it's, it shouldn't be a complicated issue. Uh, as, as our boss has said, that you know, dating official documents has been an important part of adjudicating those documents for centuries. Um, as a matter of fact, you could do, there's many, many books, a lot of ink has been spilled, so to speak, uh, on the history of signing and dating things and why that's important. Um, you know, and as you said, even in person voting, you can't 
as an in-person voter, show up the day after Election Day and be like, hey, I want to vote. And have somebody go, yeah, you definitely can. Um, <laughs> like, the dates dates matter. Right. Uh, they matter for our elections. Um, and on top of that, the law itself is pretty clear. Not pretty clear. It's very clear. It's indisputably clear, which is, I think, why it's confounded so many that this has been an issue. It, it was so clear, number one, that the Supreme Court in the past has said you can't count undated or incorrectly dated ballots. Uh, the Department of State has warned counties you can't count them in the past. Th- this has been one of the strangest areas of litigation uh, over, over elections that I think I've ever seen because the language of the statute is plain, it's clear, it's unambiguous. Yet this is, again, a, a, a another example of, of Democrats trying to get the election law they want instead of dealing with the one that they have. Well, probably worse than that to me is that it's an attempt by those... It, it, you, so you're, if we argue follow the law, or those who... Anybody, shouldn't just say we, anybody who says follow the law as written, right. somehow you are against people's right to vote. And that's such an absurd, terrible tangent to, to connect. The, the, the great thing about Pennsylvania's election laws as they currently stand is it, it, we've made it possible for more voices to be a part of the process. As long as you abide by the rules, which you should want to ensure that your vote is counted accurately and securely, you should be happy to play by the rules. Everyone, we want as many voices as possible involved in this process. That's what makes this democracy work. And though, so somehow by making that point that you must follow the rules, you're somehow against people's right to vote. And that is such an unfair and flat out wrong lie to tell people. Yeah. I mean, all, all we ask for and all we've been asking for is that the law be followed. Now, you can quibble with the law as it is. Um, and I, I think there's uniform belief that our underlying election law needs to be significantly updated. You know, we passed a bill to do that. We've pa- it's, it's, it's been really interesting watching elections play out uh, subsequent to our passage in the governor's veto of the Pennsylvania Voting Rights Protection Act, because literally every problem that we've had, everything that we've encountered, had been dealt with in that bill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Republicans made a good faith effort to clean up remaining issues with our election law, and uh, Democrats wanted nothing to do with that. They wanted absolutely nothing to, because they they love living in a world where they can make chaos out of the law as it exists. And and they're really the ones who are sowing doubt and confusion about what the election, uh, about election law, it, with continued litigation over areas where there's plain language like this. So, um, you know, this is, uh, I would like to say it's, it's, a, it's a win for, for the law, but we believe that the law has been clear the entire time. Um, it's just a reconfirmation of essentially what the law says. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. The Wall Street Journal was like, was like, believe it or not, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court actually cited state law in <laughs> saying that uh, undated and incorrectly dated ballots cannot be counted. Um, pretty, pretty odd for the state Supreme Court to find current law. Right. That's what makes you just continue to scratch your head over this. It's, it's, it's almost, it, it's, it shouldn't be surprising uh, at this point uh, that here we are, a week away, less than a week away. You know. Thousands of people have already voted by mail, uh, and this is what we're talking about. The fact that however many there are, hopefully there's none. Hopefully everybody follows the directions. Uh, but if they don't, these the mistake ballots will be held off to the side. And, and importantly, not counted. Right. Um, so, look, there's, I'm sure, more to come on, on this stuff. You know, I was uh, reading a tweet from uh, Democrats' favorite election stirrer-upper, 
uh, lawyer Mark Elias saying that more litigation is going to be follow, filed on, on election law matters in the coming days. You know, it's 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 unfortunate that we have to be in a situation where you know Democrats have so eagerly tried to say that the plain language of the law is not what the law says. Mm-hmm. People trying to force you to deny what's in front of your face, and uh, you know, it's 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 a sad sad part of the reality we're in. It'll be fascinating to watch come election night where we now can't anticipate having results because of what we went through in previous elections, but seeing where the numbers are that night, seeing where the early numbers are, and then seeing what sort of arguments pop up about what should happen to these ballots. Well, that, but that's, you know, not another point, not to belabor this, but like, you know, the Secretary of State has been out there for, for weeks now being like, oh, it's going to be days and days until we're going to have election results. But we just passed uh, something along with the Budget Act 88, which requires counties who take state funding for elections, and all and 63 of the 67 counties took the money to start counting at 7 a.m. on Election Day with the pre-canvas and canvas and not stop counting until they have results. You know, Allegheny County, believe it or not, has been a very good model for how you do this. Um, they have a system in place. They start at 7 a.m. with the pre-canvas. They have all of their mail ballots essentially done uh, by, like, 9 o'clock, and they have full results posted by 11 because the actual voting machine is pretty easy to pull mm-hmm. those out. It's just uh, you go and check the machines. You know, if one if the second largest county in Pennsylvania can figure it out, so can everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Philadelphia continues to uh, meddle around with their election processes. You know, look, ultimately uh, where we're at here is that, you know, this, this decision finally puts to rest, at least for uh, the next several weeks, this issue of the undated ballots. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see what happens here over the next uh, couple weeks. Folks, that's generally assembled for this week. We actually made it almost close to 20 minutes. I'm sure Chuck will cut some stuff out of here, though, so we'll probably have five good minutes of content. Thanks um, for having me, Jason. <laughs> yeah, all right. Mike Straub, thank you so much for being here. Chuck, uh, our producer, as always, great work. Um, and uh, this has been generally assembled for this week. You can find this podcast where all of your favorite House Republican podcasts are found, www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcasts. Uh, also available on Apple, Google, Spotify. We didn't even talk about golf. Well, guess we'll have to have you back on. But, that's right. For Jason. Mike, and everybody else, this has been Generally Assembled. Uh, We will see you all next week.